Week nine is here. For those of you who saw the early release of week eight videos last week, let's just say if you know, you know. If uh, you saw that, I'm sorry. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, let's keep it that way. Before I get into it, I got to make an announcement. I'm waving the white flag. Here's a Chipotle napkin. I'm waving the white flag on Zach Moss. I've officially lost the uphill battle. He might just be good after all. He is the RB4 on the season. As much as I want to fade him, as much as I believe in JT, Colts want to split up this backfield and Zach Moss is getting the work. We'll talk about him more later. Let's get into week nine's rankings to uh, save your teams. <laughs> Looking at the running backs right away, one guy I think that I'm even considering selling is Raheem Mostert. He's my RB7 this week. Moving forward, I've been skeptical on Raheem Mostert this entire season about his shelf life. He's been playing too good. It's too good to be true. Is that logic soundproof 100%? No, but given his history, given what we've seen from Devon H. Hand, given the fact that Jeff Wilson's coming back, I think this might be the last week where he most you can really squeeze guaranteed RB1 numbers out of him. Even last week, he got saved by a touchdown. Now he's going into Germany. I think Jeff Wilson's getting healthier. And then after this week, the Dolphins are going to be on by and Devon H. Hand will be back. And I, I, I can't guarantee Raheem Mostert's going to be the star back after another week of health in the return of the stud rookie. Right now, right here, this weekend, start him as much as you want, but he would be on my sell radar if you own him. I feel like all year, I've been pretty wrong about Zach Moss, but one team I've had a pretty good grip about is the Dallas Cowboys. I think I've had a pretty clean record of when to fade, when to be in on CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard. This is another one I'm going to try and keep that track record clean. Look, Tony Pollard, you're going to start him. I, I can't convince you not to. I can't convince myself not to, but he's officially not a top 10 running back anymore if he ever was this season. He hasn't scored since week one. He's now gone four straight games without 60 rushing yards. The juice, the speed, it's not what it was last year. He didn't step into this RB1 role and grab the reins and do everything he could with it. Maybe he is and he's just everything's not that much for Tony Pollard, but it hasn't been great. And now he has to go face the Eagles this week who have the number one run defense. They give it the fewest fantasy points to running back. He's another guy you might want to be shopping on the market and sell with Raheem Jumping into the mid-tier running backs, I've been a little pessimistic so far this video. Let's praise Brian Robinson. Every single week, it's like something bad happens. Antonio Gibson had this amount of snaps. Chris Rodriguez had this amount of rushing attempts. He's got to face this team. Yada, through all the adversity, through all the nicks and cuts and bruises coming at B-Rob, he's RB11 on the season. He is averaging the same amount of points per game as B. John Robinson. So shout out to that man. As much as you want to argue who's got the workhorse role in Washington and the matchup, B-Rob, he continues to still churn out decent performances to be a very strong RB2 so far all season and I would say for the rest of the season. Chubba Hubbard, it feels a little bold to give him a strong RB2 spot, but look, with the new offensive coordinator in play, Miles Sanders never looking good to begin with at any point in this season, really. As far as great, it looked solid last week. He seemed to have the role last week. Miles Sanders had like less than three carries. Till Chuba loses his spot, I think he's earned it. Zach Moss, I said talk about him. Look, the Panthers gave up like second most fantasy points to running backs. They've given up the most rushing touchdowns this year. Now on, he's at least a flex play, if not better. You can see in the rankings, he's he's even an RB2 play. You know, I wouldn't want to play both of them if I have him and JT. I, I wouldn't want to double down on the Colts backfield, but there's been worse starts in fantasy football. And like I said, I'm forfeiting He's a good player. I, I, I can't deny it anymore. This next bunch of guys, Henderson, Amari DeMarcado, Kareem Hunt, they're like the group of people that I think suck. This is when I see the beginning videos this week with a bye week. We're digging in the deep barrels of crates to wipe off the cobwebs to start whoever. And these cobwebs happen to be shining. Daryl Henderson, John McVay likes him and I can't do anything about it. 
well, I don't want to fight another Zach Moss, so he's worthy in my RB2 spot. Democrat's coming off a 20-carry game. And while I think Kareem Hunt's benefiting a little from being touchdown reliant, that going his way, and Jerome Ford dealing with an injury, again, if a guy's producing, no matter what I think about him, I can't deny the fantasy points he's putting up. So all these guys, even though I hate him, worthy of a spot. But the next group is the opposite. Aaron Jones, Alexander Madison, Roshan Johnson, Damian Pierce. I like all these guys. Yet they're not doing what I want them to. Aaron Jones has not been healthy at all this year. He hasn't played a single game in over 50% of the snaps. He's still wishy-washy at practice. He's not practicing in full consistently. Alexander Madison, you know, drill there. The run game hasn't been in Minnesota. Cousins is now out. Cam Akers is flirting in the backfield. It, it, it's ugly. Roshan Johnson, I did throw above Deontay Foreman straight up because I think he's the better running back. While Khalil Herbert's still on IR, Roshan's going to continue to eat away at this backfield and prove that he could be the RB1 in Herbert's absence. You saw against the Chargers last week. Foreman didn't do shit when the Bears didn't have a 20-point lead over the awful Raiders. I think that'll continue, especially with Roshan already having a defined role in the receiving game. I think he can establish himself in the ground game. Damian Pierce. There's a chance he doesn't play. He hasn't been practicing. He hasn't been great. If he does play, I still think he would be the goal back. And given that, He's still worth a flex option if you're desperate. And now that I'm thinking about it, you might want to just throw AJ Dillon over Damian Pierce the, the more I look at this. But if Pierce is out and Singletary is in, that pretty much leaves him to get all the workload. Like, yes, Mike Boone could get a little bit of the receiving work, but the split carries Damian Pierce and Singletary have been seeing lately of on that like 70, 30, 60, 40 split, that could go to like 90, 10 Singletary Boone. And that'd be good news. That'd be a very good handcuff, I think, temporarily. Something tells me Pierce pulls through. I'm no doctor. We'll, we'll, we'll see the verdict. AJ Dillon, like I said, I, I wouldn't mind throwing him in there, especially with Aaron Jones. Health being so wishy-washy. If he continues to not practice in full, Jones has been getting the job done in Green Bay. They haven't been winning a lot, but he's been high. Going on to the wide receivers, but before I get there, if there's any of the running backs you wanted me to talk about and I didn't, or you want to see all my running backs, one through 60, one through 100, if you want to know where Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette is in your this week's rankings, you can find all the rankings on bdge.co. Every question that you have is answered in there with notes, with rankings, with whatever you need. Like I said, onto the wide receivers. I think the biggest question mark as far as the big hitters go is both Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. As you see my rankings right now, Cup's sitting on that low wide receiver one range. Puka sitting at that low wide receiver two range. That is what the assumption Stafford doesn't play or Stafford is limited. I think Stafford's a dog, but I don't think he'll be able to perform like it. Like dislocated thumbs, a dislocated thumb. That's pain or not. You just can't grit the ball the same way. That's something I wouldn't want to mess with. So unfortunately, I can't put Cup in this bona fide top five, top three spot when his quarterback's got a fucked up hand. Same with Puka. Another guy that's got a QB issues and performance issues is Devontae Adams. I'm going to keep him in that low wide receiver one spot because it's a small sample size. But when Aiden O'Connell was in, the one game he did play, Adams out-targeted Jacoby Myers 13 to 4. That's a big gap. That's not 7 to 5, 8 to 6, 13 to 4. That's the type of usage you'd think you'd see from Devontae Adams in the next best wide receiver on his team. Again, that's one game. Don't know if we could bank on that, but I'm, I'm going to hold on to that pulse, that glimpse of hope. Next guy I want to talk about in a row behind him is Mr. T. Higgins. You saw him on the thumbnail for a reason. I like this matchup versus Buffalo. In the first three weeks of the season, T. Higgins saw at least eight targets in every single game. And last week, he's coming off of a six-target game with 69 yards. The Bengals want him involved, and this Bengals team is only going to get better. They just beat one of the best teams in the NFL, Sunday Night Football, prime time. Am I reading into the game script a little bit? Yes. But look, the Bengals offense is always something I'm going to want a piece of, especially when they're trending towards a healthy route. 
Higgins, this is exactly where you draft them to be. I, I don't even think I'm bullish or extra positive around them. I think this is the right spot for him for now and the rest of the season. And like I said, with Gabe Davis is a risk tolerance play. That's up to you. Okay. No matter where I rank them from here and the rest of the year, I want you to know you're flipping a coin on what you're getting. I don't care if I have him at wide receiver 86 or wide receiver six, you still got the same odds of where he lands. That's just up to you. Do you need to go big or go home this week? your choice if you want to play it safe or swing for the fences right below them for puka nakua garrett wilson look garrett wilson's been aight this year the Chargers are a very good matchup. They're bottom five in pretty much every defensive matchup when it comes to wide receiver. Points allowed, yards allowed, touchdowns allowed, receptions allowed, you name it. The Chargers can't stop much through the air. Do I ever love betting on Zach Wilson? No. But like I said, they've been getting through this year. Garrett Wilson's obviously not living up to the expectations of where you probably drafted him at. But given the circumstances, Wilson has been all right. I think he's still worthy of a wide receiver too, especially this week. I may seem a little high on Josh Downs, but in his last four games and PPR, he's been averaging 14 points a game. That's a dub. And as long as long as Gardner Minshew keeps doing his thing, I don't care if the Colts win. Minshew likes Josh Downs. He's kind of low-key building a Dark Horse Rookie of the Year campaign. Not going to get too into that, but been consistent. He's been solid. He's building up a resume. That's all I'll say, and I like him moving forward as always. Zay Flowers, I continue to be a Zay believer. And if you're in PPR, he's been cooking for you. He's been giving you a consistent 12, 13, 14, 15, a high teen amount of points. But if you're in half PPR, Zay has yet to give you a 15 point game, and that's not great. That's not going to cut it. The experts every week I see have him as a top 15, top 18 wide receiver, and I just can't put him there. If you don't have a single 15 point game on the season how are you top 15 top 20 even top 25 even that's why i got him sitting outside of it amari cooper two weeks ago he had a dud last week he had a better game that's a risky flex option that you got to decide on arizona's a friendly matchup so i like him more weeks than not but again, P.J. Walker, just given these quarterbacks in the league, Zach Wilson, P.J. Walker, who knows what we're going to get out of the Cardinals. As you see, Mark Hollywood Brown's there. It's a Clayton Toon. I'll get into Jordan Addison in a second. It's a Jaron Hall. Look, these receivers are there, but the quarterback play out there, it's you're rolling a dice on it. Josh Palmer hasn't been practicing this week. And he did come off of a quiet game. However, the four games before that, he's been seeing consistent targets. He was getting 60 yards. He was getting a touchdown here and there. If he plays, I like him as a flex play. He's proven it in the four out of the past five weeks. He's a, not a bad knockoff Mike Williams as far as fantasy production goes. Said I'd get to a Jordan Addison. Roll your dice, man. He's second in the league in touchdowns. He's got seven and... If Josh Dobbs play, he's been supporting Hollywood Brown pretty solid. I can't say that would have perfectly transformed to Minnesota. Different wide receiver, different scheme. And now he doesn't even know the scheme. He's going to be walking into the building and been forced to play within five days. Arizona, he had a few weeks to build up and, and get comfortable. Jaron Hall, the only good news I'll say about Addison is what I said earlier about Madison. The Vikings can't run the ball. Kevin O'Connell's a pass-first coach, and this is a pass-first offense. So that's why he's still within the top 35. But my God, not, not someone I would want to be banking on for a win this week. And same thing for Christian Watson. I believe in the player. I believe in the talent. I even still believe in Jordan Love. This Packers team, it's hard to believe in them. You know you're going to be looking at your fantasy lineup in the first half of the Packers game, and Watson's got two and a half points. You just got to hope, can that second half Packers offense turn it around, get cooking like they usually do? I wouldn't mind playing him in the flex, but if you're desperate and you're having to start him as like a wide receiver too, I don't love your odds, guys. Don't love them. And then MT. Been a steady line, consistent wide receiver three, four-ish this year. We're so used to MT being 2019 MT where he could do everything and anything or he's never on the field. And this year, just been in the middle. 
just been mid. We'll take it. I'll take some consistency. I'll take a safe play here and there. That's what you get at MT. But ladies and gentlemen, that's all she wrote. We got a ugly week of QB play loading. We'll be seeing this after Thursday night football. We'll see how the QB play happened in Tennessee and Kenny Pickett. That hopefully that'll uh, start off the pace of the week when you're watching this. We'll see what the hell happened. Again, same thing for running backs goes for wide receivers. If you want to see all my rankings or if there was a wide receiver I didn't talk about, you want to see my notes on, go to bdge.co. You'll find everything you want from wide receiver one, receiver a million. I got quarterbacks, tight ends, kickers, defenses if you really want them. Don't miss out on it. If you're new to the channel, give us a sub, give us some love, give us a like. If you've been here, if you've done that, give us a comment. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, and of course, thank you and good night.